Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Welcome Hi. to this Advent series. We really do hope you are embracing Advent this year, Advent at home or Advent online, as we call it. We just really um, would encourage you to continue to make space to mm. slow down, not get caught up in all of the whirlwind of this season, especially um, with all of the op- things opening up and and you know, new freedoms and all that kind of thing. Um, it's a really is an, as a season that we can slow down, we can consider, we can make space, we can attend to our souls. Um, it's been a really tough year and it's Advent is a wonderful way just to reflect on all of the things that we've experienced, but also all of the hope, all of the joy, all of the peace, all of the love that Jesus brings in Advent. So, so please embrace that. Um, if you haven't already, get, in, get involved. We've also got Advent, Advent in action. Really, really hope that you're, you're, as your bubble, as your household, as your um, family, Fanau, are embracing that with both hands and really just going for it because it is just an incredible opportunity we have to embrace the mission of Advent, the, the spreading of the love, the hope, the joy, the peace of this season, and really just being able to communicate to our world, to our friends and our neighbors who, who really may be struggling in this season. You know, so, so embrace Advent and embrace Advent in action. Cool. So I'm going to start this morning and read from Psalm 126, which if you're following along was is on this card this week, the third week of Advent. So I'm, re- I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. That um, chapter almost makes me want to start singing because we used to sing that song. (laughs) Oh, maybe, if we, maybe if we get overwhelming support online you'll know really... i will never <laughs> never ever but anyway i just want to take some time now to celebrate the birthdays from this week and some anniversaries believe it or not we've only got one birthday which is um gary diprose oh, happy know. birthday happy birthday gary and then anniversaries i know a few don't know them all i'm sure but i saw these ones online so craig and tammy congratulations Ooh, happy anniversary. eight years and stephanelle 25 years they oh well done meant to be celebrating in rarotonga so that's a bit sad um and andrew and rachel had their anniversary too i think it was last weekend and i'm not sure how many years maybe 28 i'll take a guess there you go like. pretty good yeah and if we had been meeting today um as has been the tradition in years gone past the tribe kids, the year six tribe kids always have a little graduation um, because they're moving up to youth group. And so that obviously isn't happening in the physical form, but I know that Tammy's been busy and has purchased some things for those kids and has either dropped them off or will be dropping them off to you. But we just wanted to acknowledge those kids today. So there's only a few of them, but it's Ashlyn Cotton. Ooh, congratulations. Neve Morley, Cade McGuire, Ari Chapman and T. Wonderful. So these guys are all going to be heading on to youth group next year. 
And oh, watch our youth group. Yes. What so a great group of kids. They are Congratulations. So we, yeah, we just wanted to celebrate you guys today and hope you received your little gift. And if not, it will be with you shortly. Wonderful. Congratulations, everyone. Is that me? All right. Hey, just wanted to um, make mention to the fact that we sent an email out earlier in the week um, and just really talking about a, a, a family that's come kind of onto our radar, um, a, a dad who's, who's looking after his four kids, looking for a place to rent, not looking for any handouts or anything like that, um, but just really finding it very difficult. And so we just wanted to put the word out into the network of Maharangi Vineyard, those who know part of Maharangi Vineyard or who may be, may be watching. But, um, you know, it's kind of that whole thing of it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. And so if there's someone out there who's just has a rental property, know someone who has a rental property looking for at least three bedrooms, um, you know, this guy's got a full time job. He's trying to figure out work for work it out for his family as well. Keep mm -hmm. his job and and would. So that's sort of where the Snells Beach Walkworth area would be really, really ideal just for kids being able to um, get to and from school a lot easier. So, um, yeah, just something about it. We just heard and it kind of just stirred something within us. And, and who knows, you know, like we, we talked. Remember when we were meeting together and 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 the idea was just that sense of like god oh would you would you provide for us a home um for maharangi venue that is um and i just sort of thought oh maybe maybe what we're about is providing other people homes first and then as that works out we'll well, who knows what god will do but yeah just would love you to pray keep an eye out think about it um look out for it and and who knows what can happen mm -hmm. so yeah have a great day everyone really looking forward to we've got craig um, morris sharing this morning's advent message and so i'm sure that is going to be amazing um and yeah look forward to um gathering in some smaller groups as we go forward have a see great guys. week guys have see ya bye Good morning, Maharangi Vineyard Church. It's good to be with you this morning on the third week of our Advent series. Thanks to Maz for his awesome message last week. Today we're going to be looking at joy and waiting in this lead up to Christmas. And man, I've realized I'm, a, I'm just bad at waiting. I find this when I send an important text waiting for a response. And you send it and then you put your phone down and you wait and you look. And you're like, oh, no response. You look again and it's like, mm, no, still nothing. Maybe it didn't deliver, so you open it up and you look and you're like, oh, it's delivered. And then you see those three dots typing, 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 and you're like, oh, here we go. Put it down, still no response. So you go back, it's still typing. You're like, hmm, must be an essay. This person's writing. And it's like they stop typing. It's just, yeah, I'm not good at waiting. I don't know if you know from the last words that were penned down in the Old Testament until the first words written in the New Testament in the Gospel of Matthew, there was this 400-year wait, just silence from God. Nothing happened. No prophets were raised up. It was just this long period of not hearing from God. And man, I'm just like, I can hardly wait for a text. A 400-year wait um, just must be so difficult. And I think sometimes in that wait, we go and try and manufacture our own joy um, just because we're waiting and it's too hard otherwise. C.S. Lewis puts it this way in his essay, The Weight of Glory. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum, 
because he cannot imagine what is meant by a holiday at the sea. Now you see, as a family, we go to the beach often. And uh, often when we get to the beach, I don't know if you know, but you know, sometimes when the tide is going out, you've got those stormwater drains and there's like little murky pools that form underneath them. Um, and they're a bit disgusting. And But before we even sit down and able to put some sunscreen on, the kids are splashing around in this disgusting water. We like try to haul them out of there. We're like, guys, just look at that beautiful ocean behind you. Like, and I find that's often what we do in our Christian walk is that we we try and access joy in things of the world in this murky, disgusting water um, when we've got this beautiful ocean behind us. Rich Villadas tweeted this in the last week or two. He said, what if at the end of history, God asks us not whether we abstain from sin, but did you enter into the joy that was available to you? God is saying, I have got joy for you. You just need to enter into it. Are you splashing around in the muddy water? Or are you accessing the joy that is available in the beautiful ocean? We're going to go through Psalm 126 today. And um, so if you've got your Bible open up there. And really it's just to look at how we can potentially access this joy in every season of our lives. This is actually a psalm of lament. Um, and I know we're looking at joy today, so it's a bit like, oh, that's a bit contradictory. But it is a psalm of lament. Uh, psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. And uh, just some context here is the restoration that's taken place is that the Lord has ended 70 years of slavery for the Jews. So the Jews have just come out of 70 years of slavery. And they're like, wow, we were like those who dream. Because some of them were born into slavery and exile. And they just didn't know life outside of slavery. And now it's come to an end. It's been abolished. And they're like, oh, it's like a dream. I don't know if you do that when things are almost seemingly too good to be true. You're just, you're just waiting to wake up. Or you're just waiting for someone to be like, oh, just kidding. There's a camera there. You know, you're on some hoax show. But no, it's like a dream. And then what follows once that reality is kicked in in verse 2 is that their mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. You see, after restoration takes place comes joy. You see, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes that night is more than just a literal night, but man, the joy comes in the morning. See, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. We are joyful. You see, it's a declaration. He's done it before. He's doing it now. And he will do it again. The second stanza or the second part of the psalm goes into kind of a, a different pattern. Start off by saying, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams of Nijib. And What he's saying is, you've done it before, and now we're in a difficult season. It's a prayer to say, restore our fortunes, Lord. Can you do what you did then and do it again? You see, one of the biggest tools that the enemy is, will use is that he'll try and make us forget the good things that God has done for us. You see, he will try... And make us forget every time that God's come through. So that we begin to doubt God and question Him. And that affects our joy. 
because you're like, man, is, are you really good, God? And the enemy will use that area to try and attack. So he prays. He says, restore our fortunes. You see, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come back with shouts of joy. See, it just brings us back down to earth. And it tells us, man, this Christian walk in life, it's just not going to be easy. It's not like you become a Christian and everything is easy going from there on in. It's the reality that actually, yeah, it's still going to be hard and it's still going to be tough. You see, in Romans 5 verse 3 to 5, Paul puts it this way. He says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance Endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Man, these Christians are crazy. Like, what is Paul saying? That we must rejoice in our sufferings? Like, I'm not here for that. But Paul realizes that it produces this endurance, and endurance produces produces character and character produces hope and through that we have the gift of the holy spirit who helps us to navigate these waters and you see with the abiding in jesus and relying on him even if we are sowing in tears and it's hard and we're in the suffering we have access to the spirit who produces this fruit in us and we all know that one of the fruits of the spirit is this fruit of joy so I've only really got two points today. The first one is homework, something that you're going to or can go and do. And I would really appreciate if, you know, you do this just for yourselves and just to, I guess, realize how good God is. You see, because the enemy wants to make us forget how good God is, we need to be deliberate in reminding ourselves how good he's been to us. So... Psalm 103 just talks about some of the goodness of God. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He satisfies you with good. He's made known the way of um, his ways to Moses. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. See, he doesn't deal with us according to our sins or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. You see, what you're going to need is a paper and a pen. And you're going to write your own version of Psalm 103 this week. And in doing that, you're just going to call to mind the things that God has done for you. Man, thank you. Bless you, God, for pursuing me when I was at my worst. Thank you for forgiving me of those sins. Thank you for bringing that person into my life when you did. Thank you for not answering that prayer because it would have worked out terribly. Thank you for my family, for bringing, you know, a roof over my head. And we just got so many things to be thankful for. And you can keep that somewhere close. And as things happen, you can keep it as a running list of just the goodness of God and the things that he's done. So that when you're in a difficult season and things are a little bit tougher, you can access 
your version of Psalm 103 and just be reminded of all the things that God has done for you and in you and the process and the journey that he's taken you on. You see, accessing happy memories from your past actually, psychologists will say, helps you to dial down anxiety. In this season, there's been so much anxiety and so many people struggling with anxiety. And one way to just dial down your anxiety but is to try and access happy memories. And this is a way to do that. So I'd encourage you, give it a go. Um, I did it this week and a page was not enough. God's been so good to me and to us. The second thing is I want to take us right to the back end of Jesus' life as we look to him as to how we might be able to access this joy, especially when it's tough. In Hebrews 12 verse 2, it says, looking to Jesus, that's who we look to um, as our great example. He's the founder and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And again, you're just like, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. If we know anything about the um, the crucifixion and the end of Jesus' life, it's we know that, man, it was hard. He took his friends to the garden of Gethsemane when he went to go pray to the Father. And he said, Father, if you can take this cup, if you can remove this cup from me, please do. If there's another way for you to complete your plan, please let it not be through a crucifixion and separation from the Father. But not your, not my will be done, but yours. You see, the first thing that I think brings us joy in every season is obedience to the Father. Jesus was perfectly obedient. He could have taken an off-ramp and gone somewhere else um, and not been obedient to the Father. He had the choice, but his choice was obedience. What is God calling you to? What is he asking you to stop? Who is he asking you to reach out to? Who is he asking you to do some random acts of kindness for? God's calling you to do something or to be someone to someone. Are you being obedient? Because there's joy that's found in obedience regardless of the season that you're in. The second thing that would have brought him great joy. Now you remember in Psalm 126 down in verse 5 it says, Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. See, Jesus was sowing with tears in his eyes. He was sweating literal blood, asking God, please remove this cup. But the second thing that would have brought him joy is that when he looked into that cup, he would have seen the souls of those that he was going to save. You, me, thousands and thousands of people. And in that, that was the joy that was set before him. You see, he was sowing in tears, but man, after that death and on the third day when he rose again, there were shouts of joy. Death has been defeated. The enemy could not withstand against the kingdom of God. Jesus has won the day and given us an eternal inheritance. You see, we don't deserve it. It's only through the goodness and the grace of the Father and Jesus and the perfect gift. So as we get closer to celebrating Christmas, I just want us to remember that in the waiting, it can be hard. And you might be in a season that you're sowing in tears. But man, you will reap with shouts of joy. As you gather around your friends and your whanau this, this Christmas, 
just remember who Jesus is, his life, his death and his resurrection and the gift that he is to us. I'd love to just finish by praying with you. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your people and your church. And thank you for the ultimate gift of your son, Jesus, who's just been able to bring joy into this world. I think of the old Christmas carol, joy to the world, the Lord has come. What joy you bought. And you just showed us how to live in every season, in feast and in famine. You remained obedient to the Father. You abided to the Father. And in that you were able to live joyfully. Thank you that when you looked into that cup, you saw us. And you saw our souls and that you were prepared to die for us, Lord. I just pray for those people today that are busy sowing seeds with tears in their eyes lord i pray that you would have your hand over them that you would give them a renewed sense of your spirit that they would know that laughter and joy is coming lord i just pray for those that are in a season of joy and happiness that they would just enjoy every moment of it and write some of these things down so that as the rhythm of life changes and the next challenge comes that they would be reminded of how good you are and the joy that you bring. We're just so grateful for your word, Lord. Um, yeah, we just thank you for your people. Amen. Thanks, guys.